and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 84, the Lumber episode. Is 84 Lumber a national or internationally known uh, organization? I hope so. This week we are back and happy to be back with all original episodes and we are featuring Cardboard Box Colony. They are a power punk, pop, pop punk, power punk, power pop band out of Asheville, North Carolina and uh, they were recorded at the Sly Grog Lounge in Asheville. A couple of these tracks are studio tracks they were nice enough to provide, and we really appreciate that. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Cardboard Box Colony, and you can find them on Bandcamp, cardboardboxcolony.bandcamp.com, and download a couple of their tracks with more to come soon. And now here are Cardboard Box Colony. Um, this comes from a tradition where big fans of, uh, you know, the 90s sort of skate punk stuff, fat records, and you don't really see a lot of frivolous 30 second punk rock songs anymore. So this is our version of that, uh, an ode to Asheville. I think we, uh, obviously messed up not mentioning the WNC original music podcast. Well, so. yeah, that's yeah. all right. We might have one more listener if we well, did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Spotify numbers, they matter. Right. <laughs> Would you be opposed if like the Chamber of Commerce called you and said, hey, can we use this song? I um, doubt they would. Yeah. With the it would whole, be hilarious. Like, I thought they would with the whole uh, segregation line. Oh, I missed that one. Well, I was trying to figure out all the lyrics. I should uh, say those. In the car. I mean, yeah, so it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. And I, heard, I heard a IPA, like... Um, uh, Subarus, of course. Uh, I have a uh, bumper stickers with bumper marijuana. Stickers, marijuana. Um, and then, you know, the drink IPAs and craft breweries, revel in libations, and ignore the city segregation. Oh, I got you. Okay. Which is, yeah. you know, if you know, there's a whole city planning thing, it was mapped out for decades to yeah. be the way it is. So there yeah. you go. See, it could, see, it can't be a wholly frivolous thing. We have to have a little bit of substance. Yeah. Right. You know? It is. I mean, it's a almost a protest song. I it's a thirty second. What'd you call it? What'd you go? Thirty second. Um, punk rock, frivolous, punk, punk, frivolous punk rock song with yeah. a message. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And that's our aesthetic, really. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All of them. Frivolity with a message. Look for more. Yeah. Um, I do. I do uh, home health, so I drive all around Asheville, mm-hmm. and uh, it is amazing how the. Um, is that bugging you? Oh no, you're good. I hate I, it. No, you're good. No, it's bugging you. No, it's really not. It's bugging me to see you. Okay. okay. Whatever works for you. Ron is so considerate. <laughs> I just want to get that recorded for you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I'll notice that. Um, I mean, Asheville's not like doesn't have a lot of color anyway, but whenever I go to a neighborhood that is like primarily African American or Hispanic. Mm-hmm. It's very hidden, very right. hidden away. It's yeah. very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no grocery stores, you know, uh, convenience stores, anything else like that around, you know. Right. There's nothing, nobody's building anything. Except maybe Dollar General. Yeah. Uh, that'll yeah, pop maybe. up there. Not yeah. even, not even, I guess those some, but. Yeah. Where'd you guys record that? Um, my house. Oh, yeah. It sounds great. Slash Thanks. yeah, my closet for vocals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a DIY production here. That too. one and, uh, and the other. Well, and, pathetic. and pathetic. The, uh, I mean, I guess the, the genre we're in kind of lends itself to being a little more little more critical. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, I mean, but Asheville isn't necessarily critical. It's just kind of a love tap. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, and it's it just funny. pokes fun more yeah. than anything. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny when, when, we're, when we're talking about how the song is written. It was really just like, you know, in our group text that we were just like all texting back and forth, like stupid, like eight line songs that we were never yeah. going to do. But then Asheville turned out to be one that 
we actually did. Yeah. <laughs> we, we probably have enough lyrics to put out a full album of 30 second songs, but we have to write music to that too. Yeah. Yeah. What if you wrote, um, what if you use the same melody for a bunch of different songs? Something to think about. I think it'd be hard to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, then you do the one backing track. It's like the same backing track and then it comes back. Oh, oh you just change it I up guess every time. That's just the same song with different verses. Maybe yeah. I don't know how songwriting works after all. <laughs> no, it's usually you have a break rasp. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. Modern modern pop music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same four chords, go. But you, you gotta have some like for for something not to be just dripping with hate, you gotta have some some regard for something you're writing about. Like you said, it's a love tap. Right. You're not talking about, you know, this is the worst place in the world. You know, <clears throat> it's not like uh um what's what's that song? Southern Man by What's his name? I can't think of it. It's just like criticizing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's, it's like you said, love tap is. I think. I mean, yeah, and, and if you love something, you are obligated to criticize it. I yeah. mean, you know, um, yeah. you know, there's a reason we're here. We all could have left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, if you're writing a song saying Asheville's the worst place in the world, that's a hard argument to make. So. Uh, yeah. Have you got any uh, any backlash or any uh, negative comments about it? Not yet. We'll see how after we'll see. this comes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, now, m- m- I mean, one of the nice things about Asheville, it does appear to be uh, at least a, to some degree self-aware of mm. the kind of like hippie, hipster Disneyland simulacrum it is. The um, the most ironic part of the song is like all the lyrics kind of target our lead singer, so it's, yeah, uh, it's, he, uh, it's he really poking fun of himself. Yeah. <laughs> is he going to be okay? I mean, you, you we'll know. find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? This is the test. If, of, if, yeah, if yeah. he would have shown up, he might have been able to defend. That would teach him. Yeah, I'm going to send this to him and give him a rebuttal, a full rebuttal episode. Ooh, oh, ooh, yeah. I like that. That's such a good idea. Yeah, Let you know, Logan you know, and Jason thing, come in here next time. Oh my god, that'd be so great. Time Stories was the uh, first song that our current lineup wrote all together, so it's kind of a um, kind of mission statement of where we wanted to do or what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go with this band, kind of with our current lineup. I think um, we'd messed around in the start, written songs, kind of get to trying to get this together, and then once we got our current drummer, it really clicked, and that was the first song we kind of came together on. That's probably the most us and what will sound most like going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the name comes from. Uh, where we re- rehearse, which is right next to the bedtime stories adult oh, yeah. uh, fun shop. Yeah, fun yeah. shop. Adult the best part. Yeah, the best part is when you get the people who think that the studio we rehearse in is the fun shop. So we get some uh, interesting characters try to wander oh, in there. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um. Do you have, do you sometimes have to convince them? Like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know what that microphone is for. <laughs> vibrate? Is that what you know? Yeah. No, but I kind of hope so now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more upset yeah. it hasn't happened. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're not taking nearly as much advantages as we ought to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, and then, the, uh, lyrically, it's kind of, um, it's it's about, you know, the back in the day, you know, p- frivolous partying nonsense, mm-hmm. but then the message. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a fun party song, a nostalgic song. I think, mm-hmm. uh, 
again, kind of looking back to where we came from, because our band members all come from like a really interwoven tree of punk rock in Western North Carolina. We've all played together in various bands throughout the years or other bands that we've been in have played together. So probably a lot of bands that no one would ever remember or have heard of, but I think it all started back with like, what was your first, um, first offense, first offense. That was TJ with first famed band. artist, Luke Pelletier. Someone oh, yeah. out there will know who that is. Here's your, your yeah, shout out. There's my shout out for Luke. I got a, I got a list of these. Got to get in. Uh, Luke Palatier was actually the Running on E original bass player. Yeah, which so. was the band that we came from. And then um, Running on E was signed to Little Heart Records out of Louisville, Kentucky. And we'd be remiss if we did not mention uh, the label head, Brian Puckett, who is no longer with us, who really kind of taught us so much of how to be a band, how to be a band that's somewhat serious. We can't mm-hmm. be too serious, but... Um, and all those bands on that label, on my honor, your favorite hero, and all those guys. But. I, I think the the biggest thing he did was just build a community of those bands, like similar ethos coming from that punk rock scene, but mm-hmm. all over the southeast. So it's just building a big connection, a big network. So you know, you go to Knoxville, you have bands to tour with and play with. You go to Louisville, you have bands to play with. You go to Georgia, there's bands that are on that label that you could play with too. So it's just kind of created a big family in the southeast and kind of really like brought all that together and brought us into that. What's it like being a being a punk band in in Asheville? Uh, Which challenging, is not, lonely. not no, <laughs> lonely. lonely. Lonely is probably yeah. the best word. Yeah, not as much as it used to be. Um, the past few years, maybe. I, I mean, so there's there are punk bands that exist in Asheville, but it's a different kind of pa- punk rock. Pauls and pauses. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. no, no, no. Sorry, no. So I'm, I'm not talking okay. shit. I'm just talking. I'm going to talk a lot of shit. Okay, all right. It's just a different. Everyone um, sucks but us. <laughs> no, no. There are other bands in Asheville. It's just a different vein of punk rock, like. Punk rock is such a broad term. It can mean anything from like really fast, aggressive, heavy music. Mm. And where we come from, it's more of the, uh, yeah, we have the the fast, aggressive side to the guitars, but it's a lot more melody, a lot more mm. um, just anthemic uh, elements yeah. involved there where we uh, put more uh, put more emphasis on like the songwriting and just the, uh, I guess, just structure and melody behind everything, whereas some punk bands are just more straightforward, just like... Mm thrash bands and there's nothing wrong with that it's just yeah two different crowds there the volume before the melody uh, i mean to an extent the, I mean, the, that, that, the like energy would, before the like melody they would say that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. energy before the melody yeah. and all of it i mean it's it boils down to the energy in it but mm-hmm. i mean we I, like to combine that with just the yeah and we, we listen to that stuff too just not what, what it's not what we're about right yeah, yeah 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 how often do you play around uh Asheville and and elsewhere so not as often as we would like at this point. We've only played a couple shows, just kind of getting things together. Um, challenging with five dudes in their uh, late 20s, early 30s, you know, all balancing work-life schedules and trying to get it going. But, uh, you know, we're hoping by um, kind of spring we want to have an EP out and we want to really just start consistently going, consistently going on the weekends, mm-hmm. like weekend tours, you know, Tennessee, um, uh, South Carolina and just surrounding areas that we kind of start building fan bases around as well. And how long, um, uh, real quick, talk about the band, just, uh, run down who, who all is in the band, what they play. Yeah. Uh, just about 30 minutes on each one of them. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. I can, if we had Jason here, he would <laughs> if we easily give you 30 minutes on uh, himself. Okay. 30, <laughs> min- 30 minutes isn't enough to come back. <laughs> just, just who they are, what they play and, so one detail about him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start where I have the most expertise, which is myself. Um, I'm TJ. I play guitar, and um, I'm about five nine. That's a detail about me. Awesome. Uh, my name is Austin Burgess. I also play guitar, and uh, I sell alcohol for a living. Legally. Legally, I work for a distributor. He's a moonshiner. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't uh, know it's legal. Uh, yeah, yeah nobody's told him. Then, then we have uh, Logan. Uh, he is the vocalist. He is uh, he he kind of resembles a Hobbit. He would tell you that himself. And um, never ever ask him about CBD unless you have about an hour of your day okay. free. Is he pro or anti? Pro. Oh, pro. okay. Pro. Pro, yeah. pro, 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 yeah. pro, pro. We should uh, we should shout out Brevard Hemp. Brevard Hemp. Hemp. Let's get all these out. Who was like? No, it's kidding. Um, then on bass we have Jason Clark, who going through a rolodex of things to say that aren't negative. I'm having a hard time. Austin, save me. He likes to tell jokes and he uh, works on elevators for a living. Oh, yeah. yeah. Works repairs or is an operator? 
Uh, I think just repair. Oh, okay. I, I'm. I was in a band with a guy who was the elevator operator. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. They, they might know each other. That, um, but, uh, has its ups and downs, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot like knowing Jason. You never got tired of that joke. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then we need to mention Mike Riddle, our drummer. Uh, he's been a good friend of ours for years. He God, used to play so in a good. punk band, Restrict This, that we all of our old bands grew up playing with, and uh, just kind of reconnected at the right time, and it just really clicked, brought a whole new element to the music. Like For drummers in the genre, he is definitely top-notch. Hmm. He's one of those people that's so talented that something just makes you mad. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I met him when he was so 15 sure, playing yeah. in these punk bands, and he was still hmm. ridiculously talented and good, like... Uh, prodigy, I guess, would be uh, yeah, yeah. The, the right word there. So how did the uh, how did the band form? You talked a little bit about it, but just like uh, like yeah. who's who's first, who comes along? So we uh, spoke about running on E, and what happened there is that we just had a one-off kind of reunion gig in uh, late 2018. It was fun. We talked about doing stuff further, but then the vocalist, uh, dear friend of ours, Nick Norton, uh, he wasn't into going forward with it, and we all still wanted to play, so then we just started to work on this next project. So the remnants mm-hmm. of that band uh, moved on to this one, and a few of us hung on um, with the addition of Jason, the bass player, who we'd, who we'd known forever. He was in Running on E a long time ago as well. And then uh, eventually we got Mike on board uh, on drums. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, kind of coming from the ashes of what Running on E was, the the first song we actually wrote together for a cardboard, not the current lineup, but the first song we wrote as a cardboard box colony song was pathetic. And that really just kind of was a continuation of what running on E was doing in my mind, at least mm-hmm. similar musical style there um, really could have been a running on E song. More from cardboard box colony. in just a few moments, uh, I want to just let you know that second song uh, was from the sound check, uh, the live version. Uh, there was a, uh, let's say a, a bass mix up. So, uh, that did not come out great, but the full version of that song is much longer, a little bit longer, maybe uh 50% longer. Don't forget to follow cardboard box colony on Facebook and Instagram, and also follow WNC original music on Facebook, Instagram, and especially get us wherever you get your podcast. If you got it this time by accident, just go to WNC original music, wherever you get your podcast and make sure to subscribe also go to western nc original music facebook group there's a lot of uh, stuff going on there that's a new group we started and i've uh, got a lot of people helping out with that um, it's not just for the podcast it's for uh, all kinds of music so make sure to check that out you might have noticed we did a whole lot of encore episodes with some of our working musicians who have lost a lot of gigs in the past month or so because of the coronavirus That is still happening, so I want to encourage you to go to your favorite musician's Facebook page or website or just contact them directly, uh, buy their merchandise, buy their music, um, contribute directly to them through their Patreon or Venmo or any kind of tip jar information they may have. I know times are tough for a lot of people right now, so um, that's just if you are able to either now or in the future when things return to normal. It's going to take longer for things to return to normal for a lot of musicians that depend on live shows right now for their livelihoods. This is Galen Stickles from uh, Armadilla and Shadow Show, and you're listening to WNC Original Music, and you guys are lucky. Really lucky. Oh, and I just want to interject here real quick before we get back to the interview. This uh, next part is TJ, the guitar player, talking about Cardboard Box Colony's uh, sticker design. Aren't they cool stickers? That's a great idea. For I mean, it's so simple, but um, my identifiable. Wife's, my wife is going to be thrilled she made that logo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Put this in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's her name? You want to say her Hannah. Name? Hannah. Okay. Hannah made the logo. All right. Does she do anything you want to plug? Is she a, a graphic artist? She's a graphic designer. You can find her at the UPS store in Brevard. And now I just advertise for my boss. Oh, all right. There we go. Okay.
I mean, I think just uh, thematically, it's uh, it's kind of written about a friend who continues to make poor life choices, mm-hmm. and you try to do everything you can to steer them another direction, but at some point you have to cut the ties and move on and know that it's uh, it's time to you know, move on, essentially. Enough's enough. Enough is enough, yeah. There's a line in there, um, I even remember this, this, this caught me, like, just when you guys played it live. Uh, it's kind of the refrain, it's... Um, I'm not going to get the first part, but it's something, 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 but don't take that as a challenge. What yeah. is it right before that? Yeah, I've never seen you more pathetic, you but more please pathetic. don't take that as right. a challenge. Oh, what's the name of it? Yeah, so we got that. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and that sounded so um, specific that it just immediately I was like, that's something somebody really said. You know, that's like a real conversation somebody said. Yeah. Am I right? Or no? um, that's not something I actually I said out loud, but it's something I've thought very hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I mean. It's coming from a real place. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah. from a real place. Some, somebody thought really hard as well. Yeah, it's not one of those uh, character songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's something that, that we like, just the real hard-on-sleeve lyrics, like don't hold anything back, just you mm-hmm. have something to say, say it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we just have a tendency to write things that if we actually said them out loud to a person, we'd get punched. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I feel it's like your that, outlet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so putting them in a punk rock song is our way of, uh, you know, getting, yeah, them out. getting them out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one day you can write a song that is so kind of like uh, on the nose to the, and the person's there. They're like, that's about me. And they jump on stage and punch you in the face. Uh, we goals. That is no, not goals. <laughs> that is uh, far closer to trio in real than anyone oh. could possibly know. Oh, really? All right. Let's hear that story. No, Ooh, you, oh, okay. that would be a quick edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, who, who writes uh, the songs? So I crack another one. Here. Uh, I, I guess we, we try to all, bring ideas to the table and build mm. off of it um, with each other's own styles in mind, kind of moving forward with that. Like TJ might come with a riff and I could build a rhythm part around it. Mike builds drums around it. And, you know, you also kind of build mm. your own instrument element around mm. it. And um, one thing we really try to avoid is, you know, especially these days, someone can just at home write an entire song on their computer and then come in and say, Hey guys, just play this. And, yeah, yeah. you know, if it's awesome, fine whatever but that's not really what we're, what we're about mm-hmm. you lose a lot there's a lot to be gained from everyone's you know personal influence with that so we try to make sure everyone's kind of inclusive on the songwriting yeah as we can be um yeah. lyrically it's, it's kind of a group effort as well you know i think there's some stuff that some people come a little are a little heavier on writing there but you know everyone mm-hmm. tries to throw in their input and add lines when they mm-hmm. can
Song Headstone. What's that about, Austin? Well, that one, I'd have to ask you. You're the one that wrote that one, lyrically. Uh, musically, I think... I'll uh, take credit for uh, uh, the, the refrain of Pathetic, too. Uh, <laughs> Logan wrote the rest of it. Um, Headstone was one of the other early ones that we wrote when we were first writing songs for this band. I think uh just kind of comes from... Uh, running on ER former band was a lot uh, more on the poppy side of punk rock. Like we still mm-hmm. wrote songs within that vein, but it was a lot um, just poppier. Nothing wrong with it. It's just we wanted to be a little bit more aggressive in this band, and uh, that was one of the first ones that we kind of intentionally set out to write a punk song. I think it really kind of comes from like a Descendants, No Effects influence on some of the guitar parts there, mm-hmm. and um, lyrically, TJ kind of came in and tied it all together, wrote a really good melody, and. Logan kind of made it his own, and it really took off. Okay, uh, should we talk what it's about? What's it about? Yeah. I, do you want to talk about what it's about? This want, is this uh, is. I don't this. want to talk what it's about. Not right now. Okay. Um, I think songs like that. You everyone talk, could have their own interpretation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I um, think everyone could have their own interpretation of it. The lyrics are they're specific, but they could be vague enough to where anyone can hear it and kind of have their own message coming mm-hmm. from it. Um, I, I think the chorus can really stick out to a lot of people. Um, and I don't care, and I don't mind if you ruin my life, and I'll mm-hmm. drag yours down with mine. It's just kind of a you know, heartfelt lyric that could really relate to anyone's situation, no matter if it's what TJ specifically wrote it about, or mm-hmm. someone else who could find, find value in it. I think that that's kind of what's important. That it's yeah. just. I will say the very last stanza bit is, is about my wife. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Got to listen to it closer. Yeah. yeah. It, no, no, there, there's stuff in there, but I'm not ready to talk about it right now. Okay. Quick note here. This is the part where I ask the guys the standard question uh, of whether they believe in ghosts or not. So I will start rambling. I'm probably the wrong person to talk to about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've been interested in like paranormal investigations for a long time. Like I actually did uh, my He's senior the band's project. Tom DeLong. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, yeah, I did my... Uh, senior research project or whatever it was called on paranormal investigation. I actually worked with someone who worked with a lemur around here. They, they do some of the ghost tours. They've done like the, uh, the Bigfoot hunts and stuff in the area. You lost Um, me there when you said lemur lemur. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is. Hang on. You don't know lemur. (laughs) It's like league of energy materialization and something else. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's an acronym for, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. um, I thought I mean when you said work with lemur, I was like somebody who actually works with because there's a place near here. Oh, up in Marshall, uh, Safari has, Adventure. Lemurs, yeah, yeah, yeah. We both like, gone there. Yeah. Man, what do they have to do I've with this? <laughs> Did I ask the right I question? Feel weird about that place though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really cool. Like you get to play with a kangaroo and and uh, hold a sloth, but something about it's not right. <laughs> they uh, they relocated. Well, I don't hear more about this. <laughs> okay, we talked about ghosts. Let me hear about your feelings about. The sloths and the... Well, I mean, it's just... it's just. Uh, I don't know how you could have exotic animals at a privately owned little farm. Mm-hmm. And it, and I know they have a whole farm where they have freer areas to roam about and whatnot. Yeah, it, they, they, they originated in Miami, and apparently it's a much bigger location, but they're relocating to Marshall. It, it was oh. fun. My wife and I took our son, and, and uh, he had a great time. And people there seemed really passionate, really nice. Um, just kind of weird. <laughs> I like that disclaimer. People there are passionate, nice. They're, they're really nice. I don't know. I, I have a lot of, you know, a lot of ethical problems with it that are very serious that, you yeah, know, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I know it's, it's like a, a balance of you're going you're gonna to rescue them, but then you're going to exploit them. But you have to exploit right. them to to care for them. But do you actually need to have all of them? Like, could you do something else with, with some of them that you don't have to take care of them? Right. Like, could you send the kangaroos back to Australia? Right. You know, is, is that a possibility? That's probably, probably not a good idea right, right now. Would be. Well, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's send them all back to Australia. Problem solved. No, no it's more like sending refugees back to Iran. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 Let's send the refugees to Australia, animals to Iran. I don't know. <laughs> Politics. <Yeah. laughs> that probably made a lot more sense back when uh, everybody was talking about how Australia was on fire, but we've all forgotten about that. Uh, I don't even know if it's still on fire now. Anyway, hope it's not. So I want to thank uh, Cardboard Box Colony for being on the show. 
going to do something a little bit different here uh, because we have a lot more interview actually we recorded is uh, good stuff but uh, we only have a few songs to intersperse between them and I don't want to put our guest our special uh, closing song guest off too long so, so after we play the closing song we're going to have a, kind of a coda where uh, there's uh, more of the interview and that's actually the band interviewing themselves which was pretty cool so uh, stick around for that I want to say real quick, don't forget to uh, download Cardboard Box Colonies. Uh, they have two releases, I believe, on Bandcamp. So that's cardboardboxcolony.bandcamp.com. And don't forget to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music. And also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Very happy to have supplying the closing song this week, a very cool band called Bad Mary Band. I like Bad Mary's music, but my favorite thing about them is uh, their bio description, which is Bad Mary is Amanda, her dad, her husband, and her professor. So if you like uh, musicians and bands with complicated relationships like Fleetwood Mac and the White Stripes, then you will love Bad Mary. And you can find them at badmary.com. Very easy to find. And uh, we'll have links to their other stuff in the show description. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to support your local musicians. Have a good week. So how did you get into punk rock music? Because you got me into it, but where, where did it start for you? So I think we touched on, I lived in Colorado, the fourth most downloaded state of the WNC original music podcast. Um, lived in a small valley called the San Luis Valley, um, even smaller than Brevard. Brevard was a big step up when I moved there. But uh, my friend John in middle school had an older sister that was into, you know, basically the Warped Tour culture, the punk rock culture. Um, she got us into Blink-182, Green Day. She took us to our first warp tour when we were in middle school at some time. I talked to him the other day. He actually uh, just came down here working on a job and we were catching up. And the first warp tour set we actually saw was a uh, bowling for soup. Real punk rock. But uh <laughs> real punk rock, bowling for soup. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there you go, boys. Uh fun fact, that guy actually voices Chuck E. Cheese, in case you didn't know. I didn't. Yeah. Always has? Uh, no. no I always has. I'd say within the past, like... Because Chuck E. Cheese has probably been around. Oh, years. yeah. Yeah. I think he's done it like the past four or five years, I think. Austin, my narcissism is itching. Ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a question of mine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just ask yourself a question. I think that would be funnier. No, no you go ahead. No, okay. You, go ahead. Um, you can ask it. And then he TJ, ahead. what is your beverage of choice? Um, Alcoholic. Right now, I'm drinking uh, one of the finest extra pails in the world, Rolling Rock, as provided by our generous uh, podcast host, producer, 
and just general handsome man, uh, Ron Taylor. Well, you know. Distributed by Skyland Distributing of Western North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Boom. <laughs> um, Ask me a fucking better one. I don't know. You put me on the spot there. What's your favorite food? What's the first concert you went to? Uh, fucking. All right. So there are two answers to this because there's like a concert that you get taken to when you're a kid and then there's a concert that you actually wanted to go to. Both. Uh, okay. Uh, first one, uh, Backstreet Boys. Um, it was, it was, uh, and you haven't changed your hair since. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I apologize. Okay. Hey, those guys are very good looking. They are very that's, good. That's, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm assuming that you meant by yeah. that. Um, so what was the question you asked me? Oh, okay. Uh, the second, second concert. Yeah. The second concert. So the second concert I went to, um, and if my mother's listening, I'm, I'm certain that she'll, she'll correct me. But the second one I recall was a uh, velvet revolver. Do you remember that band? Uh-huh. Um, so out of the ashes, of, no, it was a mid two thousands out of the ashes of stone temple pilots and guns and roses. Uh, basically the band guns and roses got with Scott Weiland yeah, and yeah. recorded like this kick-ass hard rock album. Still one of my favorite albums. And yeah, that okay. was the first band I saw if that. If there were a single thing that made me want to play music. at seeing that band. Cause I just see Scott Weiland writhing across states like some, Bastardized Johnny Rotten, David Bowie. They have- yeah, they, they had a couple of hit singles, and no, uh, they were really successful. But then, you know, pretty much all of them relapsed, and um, and then it was no more. It's probably not a good environment for any of them. Not a great combination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's get a bunch of heroin addicts together. Let's see how it fucking goes. Let's go on the road. Guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, the, so those are uh, my my two concerts. Austin's gearing up. What's my two concerts? But you're not going to ask him that, are you? I'm not going to ask him that. Why well, would I? Then I'll go. Like, I'll go ahead and let you say your two concerts because uh, you asked me that, which meant you wanted to say it. I mean, that was just what I thought of on the spot. If I give the same answer as you do, the the one you were dragged to. You're some country star. I won't call. say dragged to. I did enjoy Backstreet Boys when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I was dragged to a Michael Martin Murphy concert. I'm not sure if you know who that is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like kind of a easy listening adult country. Yeah, kind of country ish. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He uh he came to my tiny town in Monta Vista, Colorado. And I got a couple more beers if you want them to. My parents took me. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Um first one I enjoyed it was we'll the uh, this goes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The Pop Disaster Tour with uh, Green Day, Blink-182, and Jimmy Eat World. Your parents took you that? No, my oh. friend's sister. They took you to the Michael... Michael Martin, Martin. Murphy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for a while, you didn't want to play music, and now you are again. Well, how'd that happen? Oh. Um, I, I don't know. I guess That's I just good. hit a point of burnout. Everybody. Wasn't really happy with uh, anything in my life, so it makes everything that even is slightly going well seem darker, I guess. You're not happy with, you know, like... Me. Your career... <laughs> <laughs> your relationships, uh, where you're living, any of that just kind of gets bleak, gets some uh, mundane. That's just if you're not feeling the uh, emotion behind it, not really, uh, not really a point in doing it. God, just do what I did and start a black metal project. I mean, I wrote a bunch of like depressing acoustic songs, but I those don't have to leave my computer. Yeah, it's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's a good answer, Austin. We worked out a lot today. Yeah. <laughs> We made some progress here. We guys. made some progress here. Yeah, fucking Ron's over here taking notes. I am. I know. Yeah, this is a. Uh, we're gonna now next week. Here's what I want you to work on between now and next week. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give my own answer to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you play Star Blade? I thought I answered that. No, yeah. the things I, I know. I've never stopped playing music. Oh, okay. I, I I can't help it. It's I've gone to doctors and shrinks. It's terminal. I just <laughs> can't stop doing it. Yeah. How long did they give you to live? Um, another fifty years. Oh wow. I have to I have to be myself yeah. for another fifty years. You've all been listening to me. Imagine being like me for f- another fifty years. It's exhausting. Having to be around you. <laughs> I mean, you guys have been around me for like two hours now, or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm sure you both uh, you both have started graying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have this. <laughs> New developments here. Yeah. I thought uh, this is just another. I thought it'd be cool. Because uh, you were talking about the bands you were in and the mm-hmm. bands other people were in, and, yeah. and just to have like one of those uh, homeland style boards on like one of the one of the venues around town, and they just have like all the band members and like the threads. Back oh and forth. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Asheville, yeah. dude, that'd be too much. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that'd be wild. Cool. Yeah, that'd be. Can you a... go up and do your own or something like that. Yeah. yeah, we can make our own, but there's a lot that could branch out be from that. Better than the signature board. There. Well, we'll see. Nothing's better than the signature board. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, let's see, I can't read down. Need a moment, glasses. Um, How's this going? Oh, 
Great. I need validation. I'm sorry. You, go ahead. It's going great. Really great. Okay. If you weren't in a punk band, what kind of band would you be in? Mm. Do not say ska. Who fuck? That's just reggae punk. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> um, that would have been his answer. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I'll let you. Oh, let's go first. Um, I don't know. Uh, probably something more folky, bluegrassy. Interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I never would have yeah. guessed. Yeah. Ron, what would you guess the answer would be for me? For you, you can't say the black metal thing because that's kind of weird. I would actually think, I think it'd be not a boy band like a like a R and B singer, like a, a. I'm trying to think of somebody who would be, but I'm just say say R and B singer fronting your own band, but it would be like you maybe singing, occasionally playing the, the instruments, but but doing a lot a lot more like exploring the stage type thing. Interesting. Um, I'm gonna look into that. See you, yeah. Austin. Yeah. <laughs> nah, um, I mean, I, I mean, I do kind of mess around with some solo stuff that that I am kind of doing that. But like, if I'm going to be like in a band, like in the same role that I'm in now, but transferred to another genre of music, I'd probably be like a hard rock band. Hmm. Um, not quite metal, but like in the same vein of Velvet Revolver and hmm. and uh, Queens of the Stone Age and stuff like that. Like a post grunge. Yeah, yeah, okay. something, yeah. something where it's still okay if you want to noodle on guitar a little bit, but something kind of like bare bones rock and roll kind mm. of thing. That's kind of my bag mm. um, when I'm not doing the punk rock stuff. But of course, the punk rock stuff's my bag. Yeah, that's my yeah. corner. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, what about Morrissey? So we definitely um, are very pop, punk rock influence. I mean, so if you want to go further back in the band's history, it starts on a yellow school bus. Driving from Brevard Middle School, mm-hmm. um, me, a pudgy seventh grader, 11 year old, however old you are in seventh grade, in Austin in eighth grade, and then, you know, just meeting on the bus on the way home on the same bus route, and him showing me this crazy band called The Descendants. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a cute little punk rock story of uh, two boys falling in love with music. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. Like like you said, we met on the bus. I used to lend him my CDs. He was very thirsty for new music, so mm-hmm. I think you know I gave you like Green Day's "American Idiot" came out. I remember us walking to the music store yeah. and buying that from like the downtown CD shop, and like that being a big moment. Yeah, and then we uh, we were the only people who pre-ordered to have delivered to the to that rec- uh, to that record store. Um, cool to be you by the Descendants, that record, and it's uh, to this day one of my all-time favorite records. Um, what were you listening to before that? Before you, I was fucking listening to like The Police mm-hmm. and uh, Will Smith. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my my musical taste wasn't wasn't very refined. Oh, yeah. Well, I do love the police. And that, not to be no, no. the police. No, but it was yeah, like, no. Now my, <laughs> no, my my you know my dad gave me uh, now Will Smith. I can do with it a, yeah. a greatest hit CD. And then no man, some of the Will shit was fire. Um, had that song about Freddy Krueger. Had that uh, other song about things about parents, Miami. About Miami, Miami, right? Yeah. Yes. Did you know Nas wrote that? that? Uh, and it, Nas wrote "Get Jiggy with It." If you go back and listen to Get Jiggy with it and then listen to the knowledge, you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Onward, sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know so little about rap. You could have told me Nas had, I know the name Nas. You could have told me Nas had not been born when Jiggy with it came out. And I would have been like, sure. Did you oh, talk you, about Morris actually talking about Yeah, Morris? no. He just, I didn't actually he just talk told about us about yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, go into the real influences. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, we all come from a punk rock background, but then we all individually have, you know, roots and roots other things. So... You know, I really love, um, I, I mean, I really do love hip hop, but it doesn't come through But it, in the music, but it is inspiring to me. Um, anything uh, Dr. Dre has ever touched, I have listened to uh, 10,000 times. Um, but th- now I'm, I really love the Smiths, as lame of a white boy th- thing that is to say. I really love the Smiths and Johnny Marr's guitar playing and uh, lyrically, uh, even as frustrating and miserable of a person is he is, Morrissey is a genius. Um, and you know, 
So when I when I presented the song Headstone and I kind of sang the melody to everybody, they're like, "This sounds like Morrissey." Mm-hmm. But then Logan sings; and he has a completely different voice than me. So yeah, that's kind of what I mean by Logan took it and made it his own. Yeah, exactly. So, he basically yeah. made it not a Morrissey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he took the Morrissey out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is probably for the best. Um, so, so I have a question: If you had to pick the three most influential guitarists on your style, who would it be? The three most influential guitarists. So I kind of I kind of break it down like this. So like. For my lead guitar playing, you know, you know, we're standing on a mountain doing a guitar solo in, mm. the, in the video. Slash, um, if you know, the kind of rhythm playing is definitely Johnny Marr. I kind of like to keep it, keep a cleaner tone and do some jangles and mess with seventh chords and crap like that. Even in punk rock music, where it's kind of a little bit foreign, but I throw it in. And um, and then like just like kind of like riffing and stuff. Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eighty Two. That's kind of where Good. I'm at there. Can see that. Uh, what do you think I was gonna say? I mean, slash, slash, and slash, and slash. And slash. <laughs> yeah, um, you wouldn't have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess for me, I would say in the live recording, and, and you can definitely hear some slash uh, uh, jerking off. In, in some of it and the and the recording from Sly Grog for sure. I was a little drunk. Fair. I, I kind of got carried away. There. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded good. Uh, I did hear that in the uh, some of the riffs, some of the uh, spacing riffs. I guess mm-hmm. sounded. Uh, I could see that, like uh, some slash stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. There's a wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> How about you? Um. Oh man, I would probably say. It all kind of starts with our style, like from the Ramones, from Johnny Ramone, like mm-hmm. the, the fast down picking stuff. Like that's just kind of where I learned that style from. That's just mm-hmm. something that was instrumental for them. And, you know, a lot of times you could you could do the strumming, but it doesn't get the same emphasis you do when you're really down picking on those strings. You really get more of an aggressive attack with that. So that's kind of something I picked up from from him and from the Ramones. And that's just kind of stuck with my style throughout. Um, Frank Nevada, the original Descendants guitarist kind of like really builds on that style, but he adds a lot more like darker chord voicings to it. A lot of more kind of like a hardcore influence. So some of the different chord shapes with that I get from him. And then same as TJ, Tom DeLonge again on the the melody, the riffs, just the simple dumb stuff that sounds incredible for some reason. Like he's just great at doing that. So yeah, he, just, he always describes his style as a uh, uh, nursery rhymes on steroids and yeah. crack or whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, the kind of just sing songy riffs that are really catchy. You guys do play very fast. Uh, during practice, when you're writing a song or just practicing a song, does anybody ever say, hey, guys, uh, I can't play that fast? Can Me. we slow down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to do somewhat intricate shit, and mm-hmm. then we uh, rehearse it, we write it, and we, we have a tempo that I'm comfortable with, and I can do that. And, and then, then Mike back, and I yeah. come in and kick it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we go back and rehearse, and all of a sudden I'm playing like 80 second notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I just learned to deal. I mean, it makes me a better guitar player. I was yeah. Like, so, I mean, so instead of asking to slow down, I just tell myself to get better. It, it adds an energy to play mm-hmm. fast, and, you know, I, I think... I'll never tell them to slow down. I want to <laughs> yeah, play fast. Yeah, I just yeah. got to figure something, something out. It's fun. It fits with the style. Of course, you know, we don't want to get, like, pigeonholed into that, and, you know, we want to yeah. do, you know, write more um, tempo-diverse songs, I guess, but... But, man, playing fast is, like, so much fun, and yeah, yeah, no yeah. one around here really plays that fast. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Fast music, man. Crash your car. Get pulled over. <laughs>